This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. I know a lot of folks tend to show up for the football games because, well, hey, we're interested in the game. I also know that there's a great number of us who also show up for the halftime show. And who doesn't enjoy those amazing halftime performances, whether it's at the high school level or at the college level or even at the professional level when all the great bands get to come in and perform. Our guest on our program today is Chris Moore, doing double duties in his second season as the director of the Spirit of Atlanta Drum and Bugle Corps. And by day, he is the band director over at Georgia Tech or the Georgia Institute of Technology. And Chris, it's great that you came by today. Um, second season, how'd you get involved with the with the Corps? Well, there was some restructuring within the organization in uh, 2016, and I was asked to come back in and uh, help lead the group. So what does it mean to be the director of uh, the Spirit of Atlanta Drum and Beagle Corps? It's very exciting for me. I'm an alumni of the group. I marched uh, in the organization for four years back in the 80s. And I was uh, on staff in the late 80s and the early 90s with the group. So it's nice to be able to get back involved, give back. It's a world-class organization. Um, we've been able to roll a lot of our local music educators back into the program and get their assistance, as well as try to educate and recruit some local music talent. So uh, the mission of the organization is what? Well, it's to provide uh, an outlet for youth most of our members are 16 to 22 years old. Um, it's a, a way to teach discipline. It's a way to give them a sense of family, a sense of teamwork. We have students, most of the students are from the Atlanta area, but we do have students from Japan, mm. from the Netherlands, Canada, uh, other areas of the Southeast. So it's basically a way to give them an opportunity to perform and work as a team and learn more about themselves. They learn a lot about themselves over the summer. They're basically living together for three months. So how does the program work? Walk us through it. All right, so we do auditions in August or late August, September, October, November. We're still in our audition season now. We, we trim it down to 150 members. Um, the end of May, we start our what we call all days. So we move in together uh, and we live in a local high school and we sleep on the gym floor, they shower, in the showers, we practice in the school facilities. They eat off of a food truck, a semi that's a decked out full, full-blown world-class kitchen. Um, and then in June, we go on the road and they hit the road, 150 members, about 30 staff, volunteers, support. We have a chef, nutritionists, athletic trainers um, <clears throat> that get these kids ready to perform. And we do about 25 shows. 25 performances. From June until when? Till uh, the second week of August. World Championships uh, usually conclude second week of August in Indianapolis in Lucas Oil Stadium. So this is essentially, and, and if I, I don't want to insult, but I'm just trying to make sure I understand, this is essentially the ultimate band camp for the ultimate band jock. It is. It is, it is marching band's major league. All right. Yeah. And so you you were you performed and now you lead. So you're wrapping up auditions. Uh, you've talked to us a little bit about what's coming up this season. I know there are a couple of performances that are going to be here locally that that audiences might want to we, participate in. We do have two performances locally. Um, the first is July 12th at Hillgrove High School in Cobb County. 
And the second is the last Saturday of July. I believe it's the uh, 30th, 29th or 30th at McEachern High School. And that will bring drum and bugle corps from all across the country, California, Texas, um, New York, Florida, will all get together and compete at those two events. Talk to us a little bit more, Chris, about the audition process, the typical student, candidate, musician that will come out for for the core, and if the process began back in the fall, as you said, but you're still wrapping things up now, obviously you just don't show up and play once and like, yeah, I'm in. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty rigorous process. Um, in addition to looking for exceptional musicianship, we're looking for kids that can move. They need to be able to, to be physically capable to move. There's a lot of... Counting uh, and marching. And counting and marching and running and rolling around and jumping. It's very athletic, extremely athletic. They're burning about 6,000 calories a day during the summer because we Six. practice. We're outside six to eight hours a day. So tell me about the precautions that are <clears throat> taken for band members because of the extreme heat that sometimes we experience here. You sure. don't want any folks falling out in the field. Well, the first thing we need to do is make sure they're in great shape. So there is a physical fitness program that we put them through all winter long. Um, they have to submit videos. They have to run a certain amount per week. There's actually a competition within the members of the group to see who's doing the most activity. And we monitor that. And we have physicians on staff that are monitoring that, um, athletic trainers that are monitoring that. Uh, and then we talk to them a lot about nutrition and how to take care of their bodies. We need to make sure that when they are going through the rigors and it's 100 plus heat index outside and the humidity is whatever it is, that they're able to survive and you know, be successful outside. The core out of Atlanta is comprised, you said you've got some members who are from outside Georgia, outside the U.S., yes. but primarily members are the leaders or the elite band members from across the Southeast, correct? Correct. So how many, so if there's the spirit of Atlanta, which is the Southeastern region, how many other cores are there nationwide? And, and walk us through how you get to that national competition. Right. Well, there are 22 world-class drum corps and then some what we call open-class drum corps that may not compete quite as often. Uh, the world-class corps go out on the road pretty much every day all summer long. Um, and we, we are the largest world-class drum corps, or the oldest and most established world-class drum corps in the Southeast. This is our 41st season. That's right. You guys have been around since 1976. So tell us a little bit more about the differences between world-class beyond performing just about every day during the summer, and then the open class. What are some of the other differences? Well, sometimes um, the open class members may not be able to give up the amount of time that the world class kids do. So if you're a weekend warrior, you're a, a drum corps weekend warrior, uh, open class, and there's another organization. We, we, we compete within, under an organization called Drum Corps International. Mm -hmm. DCI. And this, okay. DCI. And this is its 50th anniversary. And... Then there's a DCA group that's even kind of, it's, and it's an all-age group. So you could have a 12-year-old and a 70-year-old in the same group. Wow. Yeah. So it gives people an opportunity past their age out. Once you get to 22, you can't do it anymore. 
Um, so past 22, there's a DCA organization, so you can go compete with them. So when you win nationals, what do you get? You get a medal. You know, it's it's just gold, bronze, gold, silver, bronze, just as if you were in the Olympics. In the Olympics, yeah. And bragging rights. And bragging rights. Which are most important. Okay, how competitive are the auditions? If there are 150 members comprised of the brass percussion color guard, uh, folks between the ages of 15 and 22, uh, talk to us about how competitive it is to, to get in. It's very competitive. Last year, over 8,000 people auditioned for Drum and Bugle Corps for 5,000 spots. We had over 500 auditions for Spirit of Atlanta. Who listens in on those auditions? We have staff, educators. Uh, we have a pretty extensive, extensive staff of music experts, brass experts, percussion experts, color People like experts. you who are the, in charge of the program at Georgia Tech who Correct. lend your time and your talents to this. Correct. And they listen to everybody multiple times to make sure that we're giving them the opportunity to succeed. We want to put them in the right place. How expensive is it to participate once you're in? It's rather expensive. Uh, it's around $3,000, the tuition is, for the members. There are also some fees for auditions and some of the, the camp fees. And I tried to equate it to summer camp. All right. If you were to send your child to a summer camp for three months, that's really not that expensive. And, uh, you're right. Plus, you're right. As, a, as music educators and performance educators, we're teaching the kids constantly. So it's like going to almost college for the summer. Because about 70% about of the drum corps members are usually in college. So they can use this as a music educational experience. And a lot of them are music majors. That's what I was thinking, that they were probably going to be music majors and pursue this type of work as a career. Are there scholarships available when there is the candidate who is uber talented but perhaps does not have the resources to cover all those expenses? There are different ways to do fundraising for the kids. Um, we try to help them out with some of that. Uh, DCI helps them out with some of that. Alumni groups help them out with some of that. So they're, we're in the process of trying to establish some scholarships specifically for different areas within the drum corps that are sponsored by those alumni groups. What kind of needs does the organization have at this time, if any? Well, we are a nonprofit, so we always have needs. Resources are always um, much needed. Financial resources, uh, there's a way to donate on our website, spiritdrumcorps.org. Uh, there's a donate tab that people can donate. They're a monthly amount. We have a lot of alumni that set up a monthly $25, $10, whatever it is that we call the Delta Group that goes into us because a Delta is our symbol. Mm -hmm. um, there also needs with food during the summer because we are feeding the kids four meals a day, every day. Uh, you know, transportation buses are very expensive. You know, the staff still gets paid. It's not a it's it's a labor of love for a lot of us, but it's we still need to pay them a little bit to give up some of their summer. Um, food we have people that sponsor meals. There are different levels that you can sponsor a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner or a snack at the end of the night. Um, we have people that donate, you know, cans and cans of Gatorade because oh, we're going yeah. through Gatorade like crazy. Yeah. Um, donate peanut butter. They donate bread. Any sort of um, non-perishables that we can kind of put in storage that we have a lot of donation needs for that. We've had people donate kitchen supplies, pots, pans. As I mentioned, we have a full kitchen, mobile kitchen that has 
stoves and tilt skillets and ovens and everything in it. You love doing this, don't you? I can just tell. I do. I do. I do love it. I love what the kids get out of it. It's, it is a life-changing experience for members. They come off the road knowing more about themselves than they could have ever imagined. Is that what happened to you when you did it? It is. It is. And some of my best friends in the world I still um, have from that organization. Wow. And we've pulled them all back in. It's been a big alumni party since we got going a couple years ago. Well, if folks who are listening want more information or want to reach out and help in some way, how is it again that we can find you? Uh, we're at Spirit Drum Corps. There's an S at the end of Corps. Dot org. Yeah, one of those hard words that you don't yeah. say the way it looks. <laughs> it looks like corpse. That's right. But it's not, and not C O R P S E, C O R P S. So Correct. Spirit Drum Corps, C O R P S dot O R G. Yes. And there's information about our two shows that are coming up for the summer there. There are ticket information on there, as well as ways to help out. To come out and see what we're doing. We're constantly updating where we are in the progress of putting our production on the field. Outstanding. And what a great opportunity and something fun to do, especially if you're in the metropolitan Atlanta area in Cobb County this summer. Great thing to do to take the kids to see. Sounds like great fun. Well, Chris Moore, the director of the Spirit of Atlanta Drum and Bugle Corps and band director over at Georgia Tech. Thanks for coming in. This is great. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears. I don't know about you, but I am struggling keeping up with all the news, with all of the things that I'm reading, and being a total veg, keeping up with my TV. And one of the things I'm trying to do this weekend is catch up on If Loving You Is Wrong on OWN, because it's one of my favorite shows, and there's a big episode coming up this weekend. I want to watch it in real time. In our studio is none other than, yes, Edward, you're like, Edward, yes, Edward. Joel Rush, who plays Edward on If Loving You Is Wrong, he's in the studio with us, and thank you for coming by to just kind of talk to us a little bit. Thanks for having me, and I know that we usually get a lot of mixed emotions when we say the word Edward, so <laughs> um, no, no, thanks for saying it with a smile. No, I, no, see, I know, and you know this as an actor, that the bad guys, those those challenging, those are the folks that are the most fun to play. It really is. Um, the, the thing about playing that character is we all have to tell ourselves all the time throughout our day to do the right thing. There's always those challenging situations where the bad thing, that, that, that knee-jerk reaction that you want to say, you have to, you have to stop, think, and, and, then, and then say the right thing. Playing this character, I don't have to do that. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't have to do that. Any horrible thing that comes to my mind, I have complete freedom. Uh, Tyler has given me a, a lot of freedom, especially over the years, with um, taking this character to the next level as long as, as, long as we're telling the storyline. Absolutely. So a lot of fun. A lot of fun to play. So walk us back, and I think you're one of the few characters, because this is the first time you've been in studio here, who hasn't had a chance to come in and talk to us about the show. Take us back to being cast, getting the role, and just sort of sinking your teeth into this this role on, on Tyler's show. Oh, yeah. I mean, going back to, and that's the thing that I, that I truly admire about Tyler the most, is that he gives talented actors an actual opportunity. Um, so you have to go in and prove yourself, but at the same time, Tyler spotted me doing a direct tv sunday nfl ticket commercial so i mean by the grace of god tyler was watching football on sunday and saw a commercial pop up and then reached out and said you know i like this guy's screen presence I want to bring him in for an audition for the show 
Edward itself, though, was actually Eduardo. <laughs> That's what I got called in for. So don't speak any, don't speak any Latin. And thank God the audition went well, well enough for him to change Eduardo to Eddie. <laughs> Friends, you want to know that Joel Rush, who's in the studio with us, he hails from Logansport, Indiana. He graduated from Butler University. And I think you told me you were a strong safety when you were playing football. Yep. And went through the draft and all that kind of cool stuff. Did you did you go through the draft? I didn't ask no, you that. I, 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 I wish, pray to God. I, would, I really wish. Yeah, thank God again for Tyler Perry. Nope. <laughs> Still a white guy who runs a 4-5. So uh, <laughs> didn't make it to the draft as a safety. Um, had a great college career. Had, had, had a good time traveling around and, and playing the game. But you really, when you play at that level, college is really where you can tell yeah, I'm not going to go to the league. <laughs> Just not going to happen. So did you always know, because if nothing else, and this is really what college football is for all the young men who play, it is the opportunity to get the education to set you on your career path. Did you know that arts and entertainment was where your career path was going to lead you? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I, was raised, I was raised on a farm in Indiana, and I was so thankful to get a scholarship just to exactly what you said, have that education and go on and – and I was the first one in my family just to graduate college. Oh. So for me... Made your mama proud. Yeah, 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 absolutely did. My, my older brother went before me, and Mike, I love you, but we all know that you went for six years and got a two-year degree. So <laughs> mom was not too happy with that. And uh, yeah, and I had to get a scholarship because Mike went for six and got a two-year degree. So it, uh, it worked out. And sports, I coach uh, kids here. I was actually just talking to the receptionist downstairs here. Her kids go to the academy, Bright Futures Academy, where I coach on Wednesdays. And that's what I try to tell the kids more than anything. The lessons that you learn inside of sports can change your life. They, they really can. They can give you discipline and structure. And they can advance your education it, just to a way where you can really change, change your life through, through playing sports and just taking the education piece from it. So I'm still very interested in your career path. So... Farm in Indiana, Butler University, college college football, and then you're on True Beauty, where you get discovered by Tyra Banks, which had to somehow lead to the DirecTV commercial, where you get discovered by Tyler Perry. Yeah. And now you're on If Loving You Is Wrong, Tuesday nights at 9 on OWN. Yeah, so what a crazy life, huh? <laughs> uh, when you put it that way. Yeah, but my life was just that. Like I said, I graduated college. I'm a big sports guy. I wanted to be a sports agent. I was interning under a sports agent in Indianapolis who told me, don't have a position open now, but I want you to get hired at a staffing agency. So that's what I was doing fresh out of college. I was staffing medical coders uh, in hospitals. Got moved to, to Florida and then was walking down Miami Beach and literally had no plans of doing anything else um, in the entertainment industry, but got picked up for True Beauty, which was the show that was produced by Tyra and and Ashton Kutcher, and then after True Beauty, I was now in this L.A. entertainment scene. Book Days of Our Lives is my first audition after after the reality show, and I booked Days of Our Lives, and I thought, oh, this is great, this is easy. You know, I was walking down the beach, and I was on this reality show, and now I'm on this soap opera, and then I quickly learned that I could not act my way out of a wet paper bag, <laughs> had no idea what I was doing, and that's when, you know, I had I had. Five solid years of I just had to really be in class. I, I had to go to casting director workshops. I had to realize that I just didn't know what I didn't know and put the work in and become an actor, become a trained actor. And after, after that, God opened all the other doors, and here we are.
Yes, he does. And look at where you are today. So give us some a little behind the scenes. I know we're by the time our listeners are hearing this, we're not quite to the season finale, which is coming up on May 30th. But just give us a little reset on 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 what's what's cooking on the show. Oh, man, just from 10,000 feet. Um, if you guys have not been watching the show, basically, we all live in this crazy neighborhood. I don't know why anyone would buy a house in Maxine, but the the two main main neighbor couples, the the white wife started having an affair with the black husband next door. They had a mixed race baby. She has these hillbilly, whoa, I mean, way hillbilly parents that came and stole the baby. They stole the, the, the neighbor next door, my buddy Elton e. Williams, who, who plays Randall on the show. This whole way backwood storyline <laughs> took off, and now we are, we're, we're, we're back, where the baby's been saved, and there's all this drama going on, and Eddie's just doing his same old Eddie scheme, and I've shot another cop. He's missing. I'm trying to pin it on Alex. Um, if you guys have not watched this overly dramatic show, man, it's it is crazy. It's crazy where these storylines go. But um, where I'm at and where my character is is right in the middle of the nonsense, as as I always am. So I'm trying to pin all the murder charges on Alex. I'm trying to get Brad to be revengeful against her, and I'm just trying to. Uh, to save myself because now I have the FBI hot on my tracks. I've done a lot of dirt this season. I, I got a, a cop with his hand shot off, a, a, a murdered cop, and just everything else I've done in my past. So, yeah, things are not looking good for Eddie coming up. Please tell me you're going to be back next season. Can you tell us that? I or is, are you going to leave us hanging? I, 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 can, I can tell you. The only thing I can tell you is that I'm sitting in studio today happily employed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's pretty much every day for a working actor. You're uh, sitting in a studio somewhere halfway employed. That's 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 the thing, you know. This business uh, don't take a day for granted. If you're if you're working, it's it's a beautiful day as an actor because there's a lot of times you're out there pounding the pavement, getting told no. So you're discovered by Tyler Perry. You get this great gig on If Loving You Is Wrong. Now you're working with him in season of the new new episodes. We came back in in March and we're ramping up to the May 30th finale. What is it like working with Mr. Perry? Mr. Perry's changed my life. He's just made me an overall better man. He's brought me back to my faith. Um, I've stopped drinking because of him. I found the love of my life after, since booking this show. I have uh, my first daughter that's going to be born July 8th. I'm so thrilled to be a dad. So Logan Olivia is going to be joining us here in a couple months. And I can't say enough about the guy. Um, he's a mentor to me for sure. He's one of my very best friends in this whole world and he's just such an inspiration to everybody that comes in contact with him uh yeah i i, I would take a bullet for for tyler perry any day of the week i mean he's he's really that special to me dude you just buried the lead there about how this show this job that you have has just totally changed you and as you just said yourself a moment ago made you a better man yeah yeah and i, I mean, think so much more than work i think that's the power of of tyler is that there's a certain aura uh, about him when you're in his presence. Um, you want to be better. You want to work harder. You want to inspire other people around you. You want to pick people up. You want to put Atlanta on your back. I mean, he he really, really pushes that on us without pushing it on us. Just through his actions, When the things that you see him do for everyone else around him makes you think, what can I do? Where can I jump in? How can I help? 
and and that's a special thing, especially in this business. You don't get a lot of people at the top that still push you to help others, and, that, and that's just his platform. Sounds as if you are truly blessed to be on the show and working with such a great man. Yeah, I'm, you know, you can, if my mom was here, she would tear up. I'm, Tyler, to me, is, is the most important thing that's happened in, in my adult life, period. There's not much more we can add to that. Joel Rush, Edward on If Loving You Is Wrong, Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock on OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network. If you, like me, are an episode or two behind, no problem. You can keep up by visiting Oprah.com, clicking on the Watch OWN app, and then just get all caught up, which is exactly what I'm about to do when I get home from work today. Joel Rush, God bless you. Thanks so much for coming by. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.